you are listening to a pre-recorded segment of the Third and East podcast. Welcome to the Third and East podcast. Today, Sloan, it's Atlanta Falcons Day. You ready to rise up or fall down like it's 28 to 3? Well, let's get dirty with the dirty birds. Dirty birds. You weren't you weren't alive. Were you even born when Jamal Anderson did the Dirty Bird? No idea. What Probably year were not. you born? What 90s. year were you born? Ninety six. So you were born. You were two years old. I thought that was in ninety four. That was ninety eight. Ninety four oh. was the Chargers, and until they got blown out by the uh, by the four Niners. No, ninety eight was the more was Warren Anderson kicking a game winning field goal. You had uh, Chris Canworth at the quarterback, Jamal Anderson. Oh, I mean that that was a real, really, really lovable team with the Dirty Birds. And then, of course, you have Matt Ryan uh, and the Falcons um, going in our offensive prowess until unfortunately um, they're collapsing. Your Houston Texans uh, in the Super Bowl uh, Fifty Two, whatever it was. Yeah, in RG Stadium. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that, as the rest of the Falcons fans don't want to talk about that. But you know, it's the Falcons team last year. They overachieved. Me and you both selected them to be the worst team in the NFL last year. Yes. And they finished 7-10. And to me, in my opinion, that gives a lot of credit. I think they have the right coach in place in uh, Arthur Smith. I think they have the right coach in place. No, I agree 100%. I've always been high on Arthur Smith. To me, I mean, they don't obviously have a quarterback in place. They, I mean, Marcus Mariota started the year last year. I mean, he was going to be a transitional guy. I didn't agree with the transition to Desmond Ritter midseason. I really didn't. But this is a team that can surprise. You have B. John Robinson going to um, obviously being drafted really early for them. I'd be sure as a, as a uh, obviously a running back kind of thing. Sarah Hanke being back up to um, to a uh, designated airway. You have Stein Miller, Maui Col- Matt Collins, um, but the Bree and Kelly's Campbell to help out the defensive line, which will definitely help. Jeff Apuda and Mike Hughes on and Jesse Bates, obviously. And they signed both Bengals uh, safeties as secondary here. Their senators is going to be a lot better. Hey, you there? Yes, I am. You care? Yeah, it cut out for a little bit. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say, I like what they're doing on defense. I like some of the things that they did in the draft. Uh, I think they have the, as far as starting quarterbacks go, I think Desmond Ritter is going to be ranked 32nd by the end of the year. Oh, I, I, I don't have highest to I don't. I thought Bijan Robertson was overdrafted, but I see the value there. 
I think Matt Bergeron and Zach Harrison were the best two picks of their draft, and those are my guys to watch. I think, uh, of course, they're going to. I think they're going to win the division because I think the division is a madhouse, and I think they have one of the best coaches in the division. But uh, it's going to be a very ugly, ugly, ugly year for them. I think offensively it is. I like Matt Bergeron as that pick for the um, Atlanta Falcons here and everything. I mean, they needed somebody. Yeah. I mean, their offensive line, that's the Steelers and the Bears, was the worst in the league. I mean, they had to, mm-hmm. they had to make a big there and everything. B. John Robinson at eight was just so high. But, I mean, they landed the best player available at the draft and everything. They kind of had to. It doesn't fit their scheme, per se. It might in a few years, or it might be a trade piece down the road and everything. Um, to me, when I look at the Falcons, nice pieces in the offseason, obviously. Like I did say, if I if I did cut out there and everything, Jeff Okuda, they trade up. They, they obviously trade for who's just made a disappointment in Detroit. Mike Hughes, who's a disappointment in Minnesota, but are high-value guys if they land right and everything. Jesse Bates and Trey Fowlers are solid pieces. Offensive line is going to be a question for this team, of course, going forward. They're still compromised. Jake Matthews is still excellent, of course. Yeah, I think I think Jake Matthews is pretty solid, but if you look along that offensive line, there's not a lot of – I mean, they drafted Bergeron, but there's not a lot to be excited about. I think they still lack in a lot of the skill position. I know they drafted Drake London, and I like him. I really do. I think he was you – know, everyone said, oh, he's a USC receiver. He's a bust. I really like him. But if you're going to compete, you need some firepower, and they just don't have enough. They, Drake London played really well, despite what it is. Oh, based on my opinion, it has to perform I, I liked what, I liked his rookie year. He just hasn't had the, a lot of stability. At the, at the fourth overall pick, there hasn't been much. I like him overall as a prospect and a pointer, but at that value, it's not there yet. Agreed. Agreed. When you're taking that high as a tight end, as a tight end, you better be catching 80 passes a year. Okuda and, and Hughes, if they're if they're healthy, they might help out that secondary area. I think it's gonna be okay. Their pass their pass rush is gonna be just mid tier. Toyas Campbell is not the prime that he was when he was with the Ravens. I mean, he is thirty seven years old, but you might as well take a chance on a guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he can be a he can be a third down guy. I mean. The, the Falcons, the last two years, have rated dead watch and pressure. Both years? Both years. Wow. But they did, they did side Bud Dupree, but he's also removed from an ACL injury. Yeah, whenever they make those big free agent signings on these guys that are a little bit older, like, you know, Campbell and Dupree. 
Uh, I, I, I don't expect that to go very well. I think they're going to be in sub packages mainly. Drake London was as impressive as he was last year. Um, Pitts was obviously hurt with an ACL injury. He has to perform this year. They yeah. have about Dustin Rager if he has any chance to see. I see this this team overall in the grand scheme of things is not great. It's not crazy to think that when healthy, they can still win the division if Desmond Ritter plays above and beyond here. I see them being as low as a four-win team. I see them being as high as a nine-win team. It's tough. This is one of the toughest teams, if not the toughest team, on the board to predict all year. Yeah, because that division is such a throw-up, I mean, or it's such a toss-up. I mean, looking at it last year, it was basically, okay, who's going to shoot themselves in the foot the least amount of times? That team's going to win. And it's looking like it's going to be that this year. And that part comes down to coaching, and I think they're better coached than the other teams. I think think so. I think running back is straight for them. I think offensive line is actually decent. I think they're really strong special teams. I think quarterback is cool. I don't want to be a good dead horse with Desmarader, but quarterback's clearing away the weakness of this team. Yes. Not even close. And you got to have a good I mean, this day and age, it's not 2010 anymore. You got to have a guy that can throw the rock. You are absolutely correct with that. It's not mad anymore, where you can just play on rookie mode and everything. You have to do so many things with the football and everything. If you want to listen to the Fernie's podcast, be sure to tune into the other NC North NC South Division rival podcast, and also be sure to check it out on Apple and Spotify as well as listen to the other team's podcasts and also listen to us on our game day breakdown of the NFL weeks, as well as recap the NFL weeks as well. We appreciate, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you for your time.